The woman had stopped for a moment, possibly to peek through a store window. She'd come out shopping. There was a plastic bag hanging from one pale arm. Eben had a thought that bothered him for some reason, that she'd picked up something for a husband or a boyfriend, and was taking in the island's ambiance, looking through the quaint shop windows with her eye peeled for a later return. Perhaps with the husband or boyfriend. Eben was closer now, thanks to the woman's dawdling and pausing, close enough, in fact, that he could call out to her. He had no reason to, but he could pretend to think she was someone else, and really, that wouldn't be much of a stretch. She seemed so familiar. As Eben shuffled hurriedly forward, he searched his errand memories for the woman's identity. Was she a favorite shopkeeper his topmost memory had forgotten? Was she a girl he used to see on the beach? Her set of stimuli— bright red hair, pale skin, wide smooth curves that did nothing to make her look even a little obese, so far as he could see from a block back anyway, and a face that for some irrational reason Eben felt certain would be blushed and beautiful, were unique enough that she'd be hard to confuse for anyone else. Maybe she'd been a regular beach walker in the 90s, back when Oasis had been popular, and he and Amy had stolen away to Aaron's party together. Maybe she'd been a girl in her late teens, or early twenties then, porcelain skin visible above, below, and between the halves of a two-piece swimsuit. She'd stayed on the island, and he'd found her again, now feeling the same pull he'd felt in the Sweetums' window. He could ask Amy if she remembered a red-haired walker from their past, or, hell, a red-haired resident from the present. This wasn't the kind of woman anyone could forget or mistake for another. But for some reason, Eben didn't want to say a word about the woman to Amy. It felt wrong, like a secret betrayed. The urge to yell out was growing stronger. If Eben yelled, she'd turn, and he could see her face. The woman's hair was red enough to border orange, and he felt sure she'd have bangs hanging over a pale forehead that would be strangely devoid of freckles. Red-blushed cheeks, bright red lips. She'd look like a sunset at Redding Dock, where Eben used to go to be alone, where the island's colors always seemed brightest. But she turned onto Raymond Street and vanished from sight. There was a thick clutch of vacation cottages down that way, plus a small canal with a bridge over it that, on a map, appeared to chip a piece of Aaron off into the ocean. Homes wound along the canal, along Raymond Street, and extended their boathouses and tall docks into the water. For Aaron, it was a dense area, practically a maze. If she got too far into it before he caught up, he'd lose her for sure. Eben thought again of stopping, seeing himself from above. This is crazy. You're chasing this woman. Other people are probably watching you do it, too, knowing you're unfamiliar, calling the police but Eben didn't stop. He didn't want to. Something had unhinged inside, probably because of Holly. He was distraught. He could walk into the liquor store right now, drink his fill without paying, and throw up all over the place, and the local law would say, Poor guy, just lost a wife who was cheating on him, found dead with her hand on her old boyfriend's throttle. She was just like Casey Jones in the wreck of the old 97. 
Eben ran for the corner. No pacing, no speed walking. He made it at nearly a sprint. Go back to Amy's, said a sensible voice inside him. You're delirious. You're stressed. You held yourself together on the ride in, and on your first night with Amy, well, not with her, that never quite works out, does it? But now you're untethered and starting to break. You're in shock. You can't experience infidelity, betrayal, and violent death all in the same day without snapping.'